Hey everyone, thanks for listening to The Fate of Ison, Chapter 3, Episode 20. We're gearing up towards the end of this chapter, so hold on to your hats, folks. We'll be doing a Q&A soon, so if there's anything you want to ask us about the show, the world, the story, or the players, drop us a line and we'll answer it on the air. Pfft, look at me. On the air. What a tool. Anyway, while you're at it, don't forget about our big anniversary giveaway. All you have to do is contact us with your answer to the question, Who is the Empress really? It's seriously so easy. Uh, We said it out loud several times in the last episode. So get your entry in before the 30th of September if you want to go in the draw to win some sweet Ison and Jeff and Simon merch. Lastly, before the recap, big yoo-hoo, big summer blowout to our wicked supporters over on Patreon. That's Alex White Robinson, Person Who Wants to Stay Anonymous, Robert Baldino, Irene Cucci, Laura Christine Goodwin, James Blysis, CyJ Hodgkins, Laura Douglas, Mel Ziegler, Roger Afamata, Sam Malcolm, Kaidron Faust, Lauren Flake, and Kai Dearlove. Your super duper oosh-burgers. Okay, here we go! Last time, Banfor, Kai Dearlove, and Cy the Shuck fought a plesiosaurus, much to the delight of the Killing Grounds audience. Then Banfor rode Sai across the lake and felt the death heart in his trousers, pulling him towards a dark forest. Meanwhile, Marley and the Empress continued their discussion about the Empire and what's really going on behind the scenes. Hi, I'm Marley Kraff, and today I'll be drinking <laughs> this particularly fine uh, Pinot Noir from Central Otago. That's what I'll be drinking. Uh, I play a half-elf bard ranger with a pet called Hodge that's currently dressed as a poodle. And I would just like to refute the claims that I kidnapped a small child, um, as I have been so viciously accused of in Discord. I did not kidnap him. I just kind of walked him through a portal to an unknown world where he may or may not have died. It's Schrodinger's yeah, like, Tyler. Like, my name is Oliver. Um, I play Bam for what? And tonight I'll drinking, be drinking double brown, which uh, for those of you overseas looks like this and is one of New Zealand's most economically priced bitters. <laughs> um, it, is, it is a drink for the whole family, young and old. Um, and I'll tell you what, if you keep it ice cold, it doesn't taste like the back end of a pig. Uh-huh. That said, if it even gets a look at room temperature, even a look, or is open for more than four minutes, you're mm-hmm. fucked. <laughs> you just got to crack it, get it down here. Crack it, get it down here. That's how beer should fine. be had anyway. They come in a box of 18. The entire package is recyclable. And that box of 18 is going to run you probably less than $18. You're looking at a sum profit. Yeah. <laughs> I think it sounds like a good choice, Oliver. Good choice. Hey, well done. Thank you, Jules. And you know what I support? What I also support is another locally sourced, I assume ethically grown Pinot Noir from the central Otago region. Oh, pick one up you. at your local supermarket. Mm-hmm. New Zealand's yeah. beers and wines. I'll tell you this. Pretty, pretty damn good. good. Yeah. Pretty damn good for a bunch of sheep fucking special people that are, that you know living in an island at the bottom of the fucking planet. We're not doing too bloody bad, are we? Nah. We can still get pissed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we still know how to get pissed. If you're out to get Munted, double brown. Oh. Yeah. 
I'm Brad, I'm the Dungeon Master. I'm Brad, I'm the Dungeon Master. I'm Brad, I'm the Dungeon Master. Nobody cares and about I you, don't. <laughs> yeah. That's become Brad, apparent. No. No, Brad doesn't drink. When's the last time you got on the Raz? What? When's the last time you got on the Raz? Uh, I honestly have no idea. The last time that it was, like, big drinky drinky time was my... Stag was you my stag dude. Like a dad. Big my drinky dude. drinky time. Against drinky time. Against my will, I wanted to have a quiet gathering of friends to play poker, have a couple of quiet drinks, and then call it a night. And uh, my best man, who is a raging alcoholic, hey Ben, um, would not stand for that. So <laughs> he uh, made sure that a lot more happened, and that drinks were physically poured into my face to the point of extreme inebriation. And that's kind of how I became friends with Rob Harris. Cause he, he looked after me and even um, though I barely knew him at all. I, I have always uh, found uh, two things to be true. Um, number one that pouring drinks into somebody's mouth when they're already a bit fucked is super wrong. Yeah. Like, I mean, pretty much assault. And I think that if that person then wakes up and, and breaks your actual jaw, that you're even, and also that Rob Harris is a fucking good dude who will look after a person mm-hmm. in need. Yep. Oh, yeah. He's a legend. He also cooks amazing oh. fried chicken. Shout out to Rob Harris's fried Isn't chicken. It? Because I think that Rob's a very intentional person and that he puts himself uh, wholly into the things that he does. I can imagine he's a very gentle but firm lover as a result. Well, we'd have to yeah. ask Frankie for that, and um, she'd probably yeah. tell you. <laughs> I, I, can, I, I can attest to it. Um, what, what, I, what I mean by he looked after me was actually quite sinister. Um, no, I'm kidding. All right. you know, <laughs> so this is the game of Dungeons and Dragons in the world of Ison, in which we have a story that happens sometimes. <laughs> in between um, us having some fun, you know. Last time, Banfor... That's uh, why I don't like, why, well, not why I don't like, but why the hate it voice kind of annoys me and jars me. It's the same voice as the fucking pack and save guy yeah i know mm-hmm. i told you guys that when i first unleashed him upon you in episode 20 notice? chapter one i drink a lot during these i don't know if you're aware right. of that yeah that's true um, that's fair and i don't remember 90 percent of what happens so for me this is new knowledge yeah every so time don't ruin it. literally every also time. i've shaved and look at this fun other shit i have now <laughs> look at that isn't that good who looks like a thumb <laughs> Me. <laughs> also, none of you have commented on my new coloured hair, and I'm very mad about it. I mean, yes, I am green on your screen, but you really we, should have we literally tell. Can't, we literally can't see you. You are just a green blur. You're yeah, well, I can tell you the YouTube can see me fine, and it's like a deep, dark purple, and it's not pink anymore. So Get those get those people to talk about your hair then, you Okay. <laughs> Hi, YouTubers. Please comment on my hair. Say mean things. Say it looks like butts. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. Um, anyway, so it. last go time. a couple more uh, double browns, one of New Zealand's. Beautiful export of <laughs> <laughs> This is unbelievable. Anyway, let's start. Should we have another chat about this delicious double brown? <laughs> Are you getting paid advertising for double brown? Hey, double brown, <laughs> sponsor the... To sponsor anything, they could. Mm-hmm. I think they, they probably sponsor, sponsor, sponsor for a bum fight or something. 
<laughs> and they're not going to sponsor an RPG podcast, I don't think. If Double Brown sponsors anything, it's two overweight women fighting in a car park. Sponsored <laughs> by Double Brown. The sad thing about today's society is two overweight women fighting in a car park would get more views or listens or a bigger audience than this. Than the bloody democratic process. Anyway. Who are we starting with, Brad? Fuck. Oh, my God. I was trying to be helpful. Last time, Banfor, Kaidea Love and Cy the Shuck fought a Plesiosaurus in the Killing Grounds. Um, then Banfor crossed the lake on Sai's back and then felt his crotch being pulled towards a thick, dark, forested part of the arena. Don't we all? Your crotch, <laughs> of course, contains uh, the Death Heart. The, this is what I call my penis. Yeah, continue. The obsidian sphere containing a gateway to the realm of the God of Death. Um, is, Mar- is what you call your penis. <laughs> Has <laughs> only got tattooed on my... Anyway. I got Mar- tattooed on one ball. <laughs> Meanwhile... But the Mar- bomb's too big at the start and it's all crushed up against the edge. Sorry. I really hope listeners feel sorry for me. Um, <laughs> meanwhile, Marley and the Empress uh, spoke with Hadet and the scale of the Empress's true intentions and identity were revealed. Um, and she told Marley that Drafer, her young... Um, magical slave boy person is a wielder and that uh Haydet revealed that the empress aka gillif as she uh, is called uh, has quote unquote done the empire thing uh 12 times where she builds up an empire and then just lets it fall apart because fuck it what else is she gonna do um and marley ended up ended the episode by saying she will help the empress in her twisted plans but first, they got to talk terms. Yeah, and if I don't like the terms, I'm not necessarily helping. Yeah, so you are in Shabs' workshop right now. Shabs herself is passed out on the floor. She fainted as soon as she saw who you were with. And uh, take it away. Okay. All right, all right, dear. Terms. Mm-hmm, terms. I'll give you anything you want. I, Quite frankly, I'm, I'm done with the Empire anyway. Well, I would like to see the Empire done. But... They never agreed. Huzzah! Let's crack a double brown and go hang with the boys. But... And she turns around and Haydet's door is still open. And she says to Haydet, how many people have been involved when she's done this before? I'm not sure I understand what you mean. So... She's done this before in terms of, you know, like building up a revolution and then leaving again kind of scenario. How many people has she used before? Hundreds of millions. How many people has she asked for them to kill her? Um, none. And Molly processes that. She's died many, many times, but she's never asked somebody to kill her. Well, not that I'm, not that I can recall. And I can recall everything. I hate it. What would you do? I'd go to Pack and Save where it's five dollar a week. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I know it's kind of cheating to ask an NPC what they would do, but... I genuinely would ask Hayden hey, what you, he would do. Yeah, 
anyone who's got the god of knowledge right there to talk to would be a fool not to ask what they'd do. Sure. Well, part of your goals align. You want to destroy the Empire. She, quite frankly, doesn't care if it gets destroyed. This might be your best shot. What do you think will happen, Haydet? Well, there'll be a, a lot of initial chaos, especially inside the killing grounds where, well, most of the people of Stonewall will be the first to find out what's happened. Um, it will spread. The military might try and hold on, might try and fight the people, but I have a feeling the people will rise. They might need someone or something to give them the courage to rise you know, against all the soldiers. The tide will turn, surely. Hmm, that's what I think too. And she turns back to Gallif. Terms, she says again. Yes, back to that word, terms. Go ahead and make your demands. I have everything, so I suppose I could... I have a lot to offer you. I even have I want... a freshly chilled 18-pack of double brown. <laughs> I don't care anyway, about your you double brown. Double brown, double brown. My kingdom for a double brown. I do not care about that's, your double brown. That's Shakespeare. Okay, so Molly would have a moment where she was like, what do I want? What do, what do I want? You know, because she hasn't been thinking about what she wants in a long time. You, because she's been thinking that, about the, you know. Yeah, is that in your head, the what do I want, or is that out loud? No, out loud. Okay. Yeah, yeah you, you, could, you see the Empress sort of smirking at you asking yourself the question. Like, maybe yeah. she's pleased that that's how you're thinking, or that you're thinking about yourself. Yeah, because Molly's got a whole lot of he- stuff in her head about what she wants in general, but she hasn't ever really sat down and asked herself what she wants, you know? So she says, no one gets hurt other than you. Well, that's not really a guarantee I can make. I mean, I can order No one people. gets hurt from a direct action from you other than you done. I have no intention of harming the people. Well, The queen is right reinstalled now, anyway. by your command. Before. And how do you propose we get the word out about that? The general won't be happy. He'll fight that command as long and hard as he can. <laughs> long and hard. Absolutely, but if at least if you try and you say that the queen is to be reinstated as my last command then maybe we've got a shot and where do you propose I say this well you wanted to die in the middle of the killing grounds as a big old performance I don't have a problem with that good and she paces a little bit more and she's like I'm not done yet (laughs) (laughs) Um, okay and she paces a little more and and she's like I I I want an unnamed favour well it's a little bit hard for me to grant a favour that I don't even know exactly I want your promise that you will grant me an unnamed favour that is within your power to do should you pop up again and I need it 
Dear, ask your friend exactly how much power I have. I don't need to. That's why I'm asking you an unnamed favour. She has no she has no power besides manipulating people. Exactly. Do you know how much power that is? It's a lot. You should talk to any of my ex-girlfriends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Big me while I'm I will tell you exactly what they want me to say. Dear, if you want power at your disposal, I'm not the one who has it. I don't and want she... power. I want an unnamed favour that was within your power to do. I'm not asking you to do the impossible. I'm asking something to be left that you would do for me if I ask it of you. If it's within my power, I'll be happy to. Excellent. Excellent. And she paces and she thinks inside her head, what would Biffle do? Okay. Roll WWBD. over a 15. Roll over a 15 for Mater Vision. <laughs> Come on, Dragon Dice. Don't disappoint me. God damn it. 13. And it's my lucky number too. <laughs> okay. So you don't know what Banfor would do. No. I I sit there and I try and puzzle it out. Slap her tit. <laughs> Slap her tit. Kill the boy. I know. I know. Jump um, off something high. <laughs> yeah, that goes um, through her head because that's the last thing she got. <laughs> yeah, Tyler and Hodge are still like in the corner of Shad's mm-hmm. workshop and you can tell that they're just trying to stay out of sight and out of mind as much as possible mm-hmm. that's all good she's not even she's well too busy in her own head right now um she pipes up and she, she she's like still pacing still pacing still pacing she's got that look on you you know like that like frowny look of someone who's like trying to think of anything that they might have missed, like if there's any wriggle room here, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Oh, um, yeah and and she kind of says, "Did you have anything to do with the mountain reaver?" Oh yes, I'd forgotten all about him. Then, <laughs> and Molly's like, "I want an apology." <laughs> Uh, yeah, she explains to you that um, a long, long time ago, oh, like many, many thousands of years ago, so like a few, the world's been destroyed a few times since this happened. Mm. Oh, the surge has come. But, yeah. I mean, <laughs> come. And she tells you she put pockets of different types of giants all around the world to guard certain things at certain times. Um, and she had a civilization of stone giants that she installed underneath the western slopes, which is the big mountain range that cuts off the western like edge of the continent where Mali used to live. Mm-hmm. Um, and that the after she installed herself in Arkvale City on the opposite side of the continent, she heard that the stone giants way over on the other side were getting restless. She visited them and sowed the idea of allowing them to like create their own kingdom, which basically um, created a power struggle between the stone giants. So they, instead of like rising against her or like leaving her influence, they just got caught up in fighting each other for a long time. And one of them, calling himself the Mountain Reaver, rose above the others and enslaved 
like all, all the cyclopses and all the goblins and things that lived inside the mountain and that's how the whole mountain reaver thing started and that's why your farm got attacked and that's you know and you got captured and stuff like that okay mm, cool so it, yeah it all it all happened because the giant the giants that were there under her thumb she wanted to keep them under her thumb so she created their own internal power struggle nice so so Marley stamps her feet when she says, oh, yes, the mountain reaver, and says, I want an apology. For what, dear? For, for, I was perfectly happy. I had a family and I had maybe a boyfriend. I don't know. Something was going to happen there one day. Maybe I could even have got laid. That might have been exciting. Yeah, but I'll never know, will I? To, because of you. My voice seems to drift on an ethereal breeze and just goes, you wouldn't. oh you lived in the freelands yes Dreyfer can take you back there if you like he could take you right now to this boyfriend and you can get laid if you wish there's nobody is that your is that your mortal dream is that what you would rather do no than save the realm from little old me I I want to live to my old age and have an honest living doing something that I love. That's what I want to do and you cannot help me with that. If you say so. And Marley huffs and can't think of anything else. Turns on Tyler and finally sees Tyler standing there kind of again and goes oh god Uh, I'm sorry. Marley, this is super. I I don't even want to go back to the killing grounds. I just want to go back to the end and see my dad. Like I this uh, this is way too much for me. I'm so, I'm I'm sorry, honey. I'm I'm so sorry. I never thought this would happen in a million years. Like that kid over there. Like he keeps looking at me, and he's kind of looks like a normal kid, but he also kind he's kind of scary. Like he make he makes portals, right? He he's, he's making those. Yeah. Yeah, he's kind of making those. I know, it's kind of terrifying. Although I kind of almost wish I could do that as well at the same time. I don't want to fuck with... I, don't tell my dad I swore. I don't want to fuck with the with the portal guy. It's can all I right, just leave? I won't tell Paul. Like, like, we're in the merchant's district, right? I can just go back to my dad now? Why don't you... Why don't, why don't you go, Tyler? I'm... Like, and she's like, I'm so, I'm so sorry that you got dragged into this. I'll... F- off you go. Be safe. Be safe. He's, he kind of he looks at the Empress and he like goes to bow and then he's like, "Do I?" Um. Well, I mean, she's a I'm person so, and I'm, you treat everybody with respect, whether they're an evil bitch or not. So maybe bow. Okay. And he bows and he rushes out of there like his ass is on fire and the nearest wells a mile away. He's a phantom. He's gone. And I ruffle Hodges, like poodle here um kind of dislodging some of the disguise of the poodleness um (laughs) and i turn back to the queen and i'm like all right well i'm ready to kill you if you're ready to die oh this is going to be so much fun cheer up marley you're doing a good thing i feel like i'm doing the wrong thing and she gestures for Dreyfer to open up a portal. And then he goes, um, Empress, I I need... And she says, oh, right, of course. 
and she pulls like this tiny glowing blue stone like like the size of her palm out of like a little unseen pocket in her gown and gives it to him and he sort of like breathes in the blue energy that's emanating from the stone and the stone like disappears and he sort of shivers like he just like like he got a rush of some kind can i roll like a like an arcana check on that maybe sure like i want to know what the hell if i know what the hell that was and what just happened in front of me it's a 13 um you yeah you don't really know what it was but you do get um a quick flash in your mind reminding you about the boulette that you fought on the road that had a giant blue stone in its mouth Mm. and that the woman that you met after fighting the boulette convinced you to give the blue stone to her and that she needed it It was very very important Mm. but you don't you still don't you don't know what it is yeah yeah, and then after he does his little shiver, he opens up a portal. A big purpley bluish oval. Is he, he proceeds after he, you. Does he like does he have to hold it? Or is it just he opens it and then he just kinda stands yeah. there? Yeah, he just makes like a just like a lazy gesture with his hand. Like this is very easy for him. Yeah. Um Molly sort of holds out her hand like a polite shake. You know, like as if to do a shake of hands to Dreyfer. Okay. He looks over to the Empress and she nods that it's okay. So then he offers your hand to shake. Yeah. I, I shake it and I say, hello, Dreyfer. My name is Marley Craft. Thank you for your hospitality and taking us where we need to go. I appreciate that. Oh, uh, I just do what she says. I know, but you but... do it very well and I appreciate that. Thank you. He smiles with pride. Yep, and then I step through. Nice. I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing. I like it. Um, Band 4, what? You are in a thick, dark, dense forest. It gets very dark very quickly. You've got Kai Dealer walking behind you. You're making a rude gesture with your tongue while you're drinking your Double Brown. Shout out to Double Brown once again. This episode is uh, the Double Sponsored Brown special. Sponsored by Double Brown. Uh, Thank you for the sweet. Tag them in a tweet, see if we get sponsored. I mean, these aren't even mine. My flatmate stole these off her granddad. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I'm going to do something really old. weird. Pose. <laughs> I just took a photo of my computer screen, which is kind of weird, but, you know. He's too old to go shopping, so um, her mum goes shopping for him. And he's also a fucking real big dog. So, um, on his monthly shop, she gets him, like, 12 cases of double brown. Because um, <laughs> it's all he's, he'll drink, because he's old and he's got great taste. And, um, <laughs> and well, no sense of taste. And um, so she just skimmed one off the top and brought it here. And then her and my other playmate just went away for, like, three days. So I'm just alone uh, in the house, just looking at my double chin, drinking, uh, drinking double brown. I forgot I had my timer on for five seconds, so I had to hold that for five seconds because I forgot I had the timer on. (laughs) Well, you just had to wait until it got to one and then take another. Yeah, I could have done that. That would have made more sense, but, you know, whatever. Band four, thick, dark 
forest um kai dear love is behind you the terrain gets really rough and bumpy with like tree roots and things and rocks um the the wall you know it goes from being flat uh well tended ground to very wild terrain you still feel the sort of pulling jewel stuff i'm making faces at ben for i was quiet I was super quiet. I didn't do anything audio-wise. I'm allowed to make faces. Uh. I've never disrupted this podcast once in my life, and I find it truly (laughs) offensive that you would attempt to do so. (laughs) God, you're full of shit. (laughs) So disrespectful. (laughs) Brad is trying to create a Cody. Brad is trying to build a fantasy world of incredible, you know, realism and fill with characters. That's the thing you don't realise about Double Brown. Proper development. You know, and we're just fucking with it. We're just fucking with it constantly, you know? It's like we don't even respect it or something. I feel like... So you realise you're a bit pissed after six. You'd have another 12, drive yourself home, why not? And you've got six there waiting for you. I mean, this is why you drink bottles of wine, because it's only one. So you can say, I had one wine, and then nobody asks any more questions, right? Nobody nobody would ask a follow-up question at any point. (laughs) I had one wine. One wine. Nobody's ever said that in the history of drinking wine. Exactly. You can kind of get away with that. It's great. The thing that police officers are known for is being bamboozled. Mm-hmm. Yeah, by those tests um, that they run. Fast. Actually, I've, I've got a lower opinion of the New Zealand police this week, so I can dare it. Mm. behind me. There's some sort of fucking abomination under God around. Let's tango. <coughs> you, you, you still feel the pull of the Death Heart trying to pull towards something in this forest? And the effects um, of Stone Giant's dream. And you are still uh, under the effects of Stone Giant Strength, although I would say we're probably getting on the outer outskirts of that hour. All right, roll me a perception check. Like 40 minutes in is the first dice roll. Oh, no. Four. four. Excuse did me. Did I just Still's not exist anymore? I'm pretty sure I just don't exist anymore because I rolled like at yeah. least twice. Who said I that? <laughs> okay, you, you rolled a seven. That's fine. You Yeah, you continue... Um, just through what the forest and you you hear like movement and just like that there are signs of living things in this forest but you don't actually see anything or sense anything uh, directly and Kai sort of does that whole cartoon thing of like of, of walking behind you with her you know, uh, holding her her um, axe in two hands shaking and being like I don't want to like this place. It's scary. Uh, um, like a got his magic shield on his finger, like a bigger pizza pie. Uh, <laughs> occasionally tossing it up and catching it back. Maybe we should go back out into the grounds. Maybe there are some things to kill out there. This is maybe you I don't go like back this. Out to the ground. Maybe there's things to kill out there. Well, maybe I should. I'm not okay. killing anything near you. Well, I mean, you can have them. I'll just, you know, I'm not. I mean, to be quite frank with you, um, mad- madam, madam. Yes, madam. What's your pronoun? She, her. She, her. All right, she, her. Uh, you get a. I'm not what you call particularly fussed about murdering things myself. Um, there are there are there are bigger fish in this particular pan. No offense, Chuck. Uh, Simon, as you were. 
Sai stayed in the lake. He's nowhere here. Uh, Banfor has not noticed that and uh, <laughs> is, is still convinced he's with him. <laughs> I think your friend, we, we left him behind in the lake. He didn't come into the forest with us. Well, that would make sense. He seems to be... Is he bound to the water? Who knows, really? I mean... Well, he's, he said he could fly, just not very well. Yeah. Right? But there's a whole other fucking question, isn't it? Like, what do you mean by not not well for you? Not well for a bird? Not well for which bird? Perhaps he needs some kind of page of his own in the in the ice and wiki or something. Maybe. Maybe he just needs to, you know, be... I don't know. Does he have one? Put out to pasture? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe he just needs to be forgotten that he ever existed. Um... Maybe he's the best thing that's ever happened to us. Maybe yeah. the worst. While, you know, while you're having this little, mm. while you're having this little chat with Kai, a two-dimensional orc-shaped shadow rises up from the ground right next to you, and it says, "Not enough killing, Banfor. Sorgamol needs more to open the door." Banfor um, swings his axe through the shape. Okay, it just goes through like a shadow ah shit thought I found a loophole there (laughs) and Kai yeah and then he disappears and Kai's like what was that it said said something about Sorgamul and death and killing yeah no don't worry about it my love Uh, two seconds if you would you probably don't want to hear this next bit are you still here Banfor calls into the woods um no verbal response um but you notice that some leaves start to shake right next to you like big palm frond leaf things that they, they sort of peel away and reveal like a huge red mushroom the size of like or like a carriage and then it opens up and reveals in its maw that it has like hundreds of tiny sharp teeth and then some big green vine tentacles start whipping around about a dozen or so and roll initiative oh cool because I was just going to fucking kill Kai yeah that was Uh, Sai's not in here Sai's not in here no Sai the the shark does not have his own page in the wiki yet because I haven't got around to much wiki work um wiki 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 Uh, work wiki 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 six six you know what's, why six is significant? Six divided by two is three. Six times three is eighteen. Double brown comes in an eighteen box. <laughs> That's math, team. That's math. Don't forget about it. Okay. Cool. So the plant mushroom thing is going to act first. Um, first thing it's going to do is it's going to whip out one tentacle at Banfor and one tentacle at Kai at Banfor it is a 20 not natural uh, that's gonna hit I think no it uh, looks bang on 20 yeah yeah meets meets beats so you're not raging it does four slashing damage from your deck save <sighs> Uh, four. Okay, um, it, the tentacle that whipped you, um, is grappling you now. Cool, no worries. Um, 
And Kai, and then it also attacks Kai in the same so way. Seven, seven, yeah. Fourteen. Oh, sorry, not fourteen. Uh, Nineteen to hit Kai. Jules, oh. are you playing Kai? Oh shit! That is a eighteen. Okay, so that hits. So Kai takes. Uh, Eight slashing damage, and roll a dex save. I don't know what the modifier is, but I rolled a sixteen. Okay, uh, that's fine. So you don't get grappled. So this this tentacle vine just whipped and slashed at you, but it didn't manage to grab onto you. And now it's Kai's turn. Okay. Kai is going to roll to attack the thing that is trying to attack her. Tentacully, and oh, she rolled a three, so not great. Okay, so you swing your axe at a tentacle or at the main, try and get to the main body of this thing. Uh, I guess mushroom. she would be trying to smack the thing that is right in front of her that tried to attack her. Do you know what I mean? Okay. It's like yeah, reactionary. So just, yeah. Yeah. So, so it's, it's like, like a, it's uh, a tentacle. got out of the way, and then, uh, you know. Cool. So you swing your axe at this tentacle, but it's just whipping around too fast. Yeah. And you just swing swing it dead air. And now Banfor, who is currently grappled. Um, so how does it work with, if I'm grappled, can I then grapple? Uh, you can, yeah, you can try and grab it yourself, but you'll still be grappled as well. Well, that's no worries. I mean, it's, um, the thing is, against this thing, if you use logic, though, it, it can still attack lots of times whether you're holding on to one tentacle or not. Oh, no, I'm just sort of wondering whether or not it's worth it to extract myself or to take nine unarmed, to take three unarmed strikes. Um, it's, yeah, um, it is, I'll, I'll let you narratively decide how it's wrapped around you because it's a vine. It could be around like your legs. It could be around your waist. It could have tied your like pinned your arms against your body. It's. I'll leave that up to you. Um, I would say that um, it's uh, caught Banfor around the uh, around the sort of chestily waistal area, um, and he's he's clapped onto it with one hand and uh, brought his axe out with the other. Okay. Uh, and Banfor will now. Um, I mean, based on that damage, I'm not particularly concerned about his damage output. I think it's more just going to be a fucking hindrance. Um, so it's going to attack three times. But wait, so would attacking once, would attacking the vine count as breaking the grapple? Or. Yes, it would. Okay, cool. So he's going to break the grapple and then attack twice. If that works. Okay, so um, roll a athletics check against or against it <clears throat> okay you, you need to beat a 23 uh funny sorry i got a 25 i got well, a plus well, to athletics well, and i rolled a 14 well do. you break the grapple uh okay. bam for um uh tugs on the um tugs on the vine and draws it up to his mouth uh, and sinks his, his teeth into it until it releases it. Okay, roll an unarmed strike. <laughs> okay, cool. Is that additional or...? Uh, that's just an attack. That's your... Because oh. you've used one action. You've used one action. You get that another... Was me, that was me just putting some flavour on it. Oh, okay. Uh, if you're not trying uh, to do damage. 
Yeah, if you're not trying no. to do damage, then fine, you just do that. Yeah, um, and yes, good. Uh, and then attacks twice with the axe sword with his remaining okay. attacks. Okay. Oh, that's not great. Um, 14. That's a miss. And 24. That's a hit. Cool. Um, so 1d12 plus uh, 6 plus 2, but not that extra plus 2 because. Oh, wait. I don't get. Oh, no, I get Necrotic and Marshall. Uh, so it's just. It's 1d12 plus 6 plus 2? Correct. Okay. 1d12 plus 8. Oh, dang, that's 12. Uh, so 20. Okay, so you just slash at the vine, do you? Uh, I, with the vine out of the way, I go for the, for the meaty face area. Okay, yep, cool. So you, yeah, um, get the vine out of the way and sort of make a lunge, lunging motion at the main mushroom body of it and just bury your axe into the body and it lets out this sort of growling roar that sort of sends birds flying from the trees and you, and no doubt people in the crowd probably heard too and now the plant is going to try and whip you again Banfor with another vine for 18 which does not hit just slash slaps off your shield and then it's going to try and do the same to Kai and it gets a seven no eight so that most definitely just does not hit it just goes like whips and then dings off her armor like being hit with a spicy gherkin (laughs) it's exactly like being hit by a spicy gherkin and now it's kai's turn okay she's gonna run at the body and try and take it she rolled a 13 plus 3 16 that's a hit excellent now uh, she's like only I only have her great axe by the way so I assume that like she doesn't have any yep. other weapons so yep. she's I just didn't, always I didn't, with that yep. I didn't flesh her out enough that's nice that's an 11 plus 3 so that's 15, 14 I can do math <laughs> sweet yeah another good axe swing um, so the two of you are stand, basically standing side by side and just like hacking at it with, it, with axes also, I made a After page for Sai. It's probably wrong, but I started it. I did work! Yeah, you did some work. Um, cool. And you're probably the first person who, who's playing a game and then distracts himself the from the game to do work. <laughs> um, it's meant to be the other way around. Yeah, I know. And now, Banfor's turn. The two of you are standing side by side in front of this giant red mushroom, which has like a huge open mouth facing the sky. Uh, Banfor takes his three attacks. Okay. Bam, bam, bam. Okay. Okay, look. Here's, like, here's the thing. Here's, here's the cotton-picking thing, Brad. Here's the thing about it. Is that in there is a natural one. And, and, and the cotton-picking thing about that is... I don't know if I want to be a tree right now. What? You're out of luck points? Oh, I'm not out of luck points. I just am unsure as to whether... Yeah, fuck it, I'm going to like it. All right. Okay. 
Okay, it's another natural one. Fantastic. That's cool. Um, and yep, that's uh, that's that's borderline statistically impossible. Um, so it actually went uh, for that re-roll. So it would have gone um, natural 17, natural 1, natural 15. Um, so that ends up as a uh, yeah, 26, a nat 1, and a 24. Okay. Well, two of them hit, and we'll do the two hits first uh, narratively, and then we'll deal with the nat 1. Okay, I'm very excited. Okay, um, so 2d12 uh, plus uh, 16. So that's uh, 15 plus 16, which is 31 damage. Sweet, and now roll me a d100, my friend. 82. Okay, 82 on the Chaos Curse chart. Okay, you're going to like this one, and I'm not. <laughs> This is one. This is one of the ones, the positive ones I put in. Of like, they'll never like. It's good to reward the them chances. sometimes. It's chaos. You suddenly, ban for what? Going into a dragon. Uh, after just spending your final luck point, <laughs> this is unbelievable. You suddenly feel the full effects of a long rest. Oh, holy shit! You oh. regain. You regain all hit points. Fuck spell yes. slots and Fuck special yes. abilities suck my whole lifetime fuck yes fuck you <laughs> fuck yes bradley i am all up on my rages on my luck i still have my fucking blood maledict oh Ugh. and now i'm back up to 59 hit points <sighs> I put hardly any positive ones in there. I thought you might have, Brad, because I've been a hog and a treat so far. <laughs> um, okay, and now the plant thing is going to close its huge mouth for a second, and then it opens it up again, and bursting from the mouth are six small reddish brown, like the same color as the mushroom, uh, little spheres. And they sort of like burst out and then land on the ground and roll to a stop near you. Um, and then it, with its other turn, Mario? it's going. Pardon? Is Mario? <laughs> Kinda, yeah. With its other turn, it's going to try and whip at Kai for an 18. That hits, I believe. Kai. For seven slashing on Kai. And roll a deck save, Kai. Kai, dear love. Sorry. I'm trying to find out. Oh, 18. Um, I'm trying to find out if Double Brown has a Twitter. It's very important. It's not important. I argue that Oliver would think it's important. Does it have I a Twitter see, on there? I see the I see the look in Brad's eye that says that it's not important. I rolled an 18 though, so. Cool, that's fine. You don't get grappled. Uh, you just get this vine whipping slashing on your back. Cool. Um, and then it's Kai's turn. Excellent. All right. So, not that dice because it sucked. That one was good. Ah, that's only a 15. To try and attack. Yep. Okay. Uh, that, yeah, that's a miss. You... Yeah. I'd say you get you got distract you got distracted by getting slashed on the back and sort of just swing and hit dead air. 
Ban 4. Ban 4 now... So these six orbs, what are they doing? They're uh, just... They're just sitting on, like, scattered around the ground near you. Avoiding the orbs with his feet, like a like a ballerina. What do they call a male ballerina? A ballerino? I think that's actually what it's I, called. I guess. A baller, ballerine bro. Um, Bamfor attacketh thrice. Okay. Here we go. Un, deux, trois. Okay, that's not too bad. Um, 21. Okay, hit. Man, if you had told me how much math is in this game, eh? Uh, 13. Miss. Fuck me. Uh, and a 23. So. Hit, so two hits. So, uh, two times d12 plus 16. Jesus. Like a fucking freight train. 16. Um, 19, um, 23 damage. Okay, uh, yep, describe to me the way the giant mushroom thing dies. Uh, and for, in a, <laughs> in a, in a, in a, in a flurry of raging blows, slices it perfectly for use in a bolognese. <laughs> you know when you get it just right down the stem? Yeah. And it looks real nice, like on the picture of like a Maggi noodle, or like a Maggi um, pasta, like an Alfredo packet. Yes. Just like that, but with teeth in it. Okay, so you do that, and then um, you feel something nipping at your feet. What is nipping at my feet? Nothing consequential. <laughs> Stink. <laughs> cool. Um, and now we're back around to Kai. And Attack! Okay, so the plant thing is dead. The what? giant mushroom is dead, and there are yeah. six little mushroomy spheres nipping at Bamford. You would as well. Um, I was like, well, I thought they going to... Poisonous. Okay, well then like, 11, 14 might hit. Might. Uh, nope. You swing your axe and these things are just small and they sort of wiggle and roll out the way. Okay, that's not ideal. Bam. Are they attacking as one initiative wise? Nope. Fuck me, Christ. Okay, um. Bamford just starts fucking booting stuff, eh? Um, he aims for distance and starts kicking them as far as he can. Okay, you get two attacks then? Yeah, fuck it, let's party. Uh, Bamford boots two of them as hard as he can. So for an unarmed strike, I'm currently plus nine to hit as well. <laughs> um, so two times 17. Okay, yep, yeah, it's two, two hits. Um, how far do I kick them? The two that you kick, they explode on impact as soon as your boot hits them. Um, Roll me two deck saves. Can I say that I somehow kick them both at the same time with different feet? (laughs) No. (laughs) I have no idea how it would work, but I'm excited to try. (laughs) Alright, two times deck saves. It's fucking tango. Okay, it's a 9 out of 10 off the bat. 
dexterity, where are we? Plus two. Um, so that's an 11 and a 12. Okay, that is uh, two fails. Fuck. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. I'm throwing the half bricks at him, you know? You take 13 damage as they explode and you get whipped with whatever was inside them. Dead. And now the four remaining ones are going to keep trying to nip at you. Uh, oh, nat 20. Nice. So one of them does eight piercing damage with these tiny little teeth on it. <laughs> Another nat 20. Six piercing damage. And a miss. There's four remaining, and they just bit the shit out of your ankles. Kai's ankles are very close to the ground. It's Kai's turn. And Kai rolled fucking 18 this time. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Yep. Can I turn my axe sort of sideways and just try and, like, rather than cut it, squish it? Uh, yeah, you certainly can. That's fine. And as soon as, as soon as you do, it explodes under the weight of your axe and roll a dick save. She's fine. Super, super not fine. Super not fine. There's a five. Okay. She takes 10 damage as it explodes and uh, she gets whipped in the face with all the crap from inside it. And she's like, <coughs> I still get those points. <coughs> I still get those points. I <laughs> points. And Banfall, there are three remaining. Um, I just like to point out that she's on 11 HP and I don't know if she's got any way of healing herself because I don't know anything she has about her um, mm. how many left? 4 11 3, three. oh right 3 of them <laughs> sorry oh, no. I'm four. totally focused oh, on Eleven. myself who's Come not on, myself we're not worried about that um, oh my god, my speakers just did the getting a text thing. That's so 1998. Fantastic. Um, who gets a text for you? Uh, okie dokie, let's party. Um, I have got javelins, is the fun part. My concern is if I throw a javelin into an ex- into a, essentially a landmine, um, then I might just be throwing a javelin into a landmine. <laughs> um, which just feels like throwing a javelin at myself with extra steps. Um, uh, Bamboo has a bag of half bricks on him. This is well known. <laughs> yes, he does. Um, One of them's well, got Sprite McSteamface's name on it, doesn't it, still? Like a, yes, well, that one's Stain. Um, no, the, like the, 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 the Spritey brick was given to the Seven Brutes. And oh, yeah, so Savage, Savage, yeah, Savage Craig used it to beat the shit out of Spritey. Sorry, <laughs> you're 100% correct. Andy P. Um, okie dokie. So, turning sideways like a Wild West gunfighter, um, Banflower hoofs uh, two bricks at, um, at, at two of the remaining uh, pustules. Okay, um, roll the attacks. What did we decide the half brick was it was just strength prof- plus proficiency because you're proficient in half brick i believe so um what was my proficiency oh plus three, plus three. Cool. yeah 
So it's a plus nine to hit me. Okay. Because I've got stone in the stream. Yeah. So I'm just open bricks. Okay. Um. So that's um. Uh, what do we agree? Plus. Yep. Plus nine. Okay. Cool. So that's a twenty-four. Yep. That's a hit. <laughs> and um, a seventeen. Okay. Both hits. Um, so did you distance yourself before you threw these, or did you throw them straight down at your feet? Oh, okay. So I took up the gunfighter pose, assuming that I had some distance from them, but I didn't actually say that, so that's up to you. Okay, I'd say you did. I'd say you're smart enough to assess the situation, give yourself a couple of feet, and then throw. I was going to just, like, take the bag off and start wailing on them with a bag of bricks. <laughs> but even sometimes, you know... <laughs> got a little bit of a spark um, okay so yeah they both explode on impact but you've distanced yourself enough to not be harmed delicious and there is one little sphere remaining and it's um it rolls up to kai and tries to give her a little bite on the ankles and my die is on the floor it's a 13 which misses yeah it does yeah and now it's Kai's turn. Kai, having choked on enough of these things, is is slowly becoming aware that she's like not breathing well. Like she's like, <gasps> so she's got real bad asthma. Um, Asbestos in the lungs. Yeah, like super bad. Um, and she tries to like asthma. asthma yeah. Um, she tries to like kind of step away from the explodiness. That's what she wants to do. All you want to do is step away. No, she wants to step away and then look around for a rock and maybe throw that. Because I don't know what else she's got on her. So does she have anything else on her? Um, no. But I will say I will allow an investigation check to see if you find a suitable projectile. Cool. Um, well, she rolled a natural one, so that's good. Does she, yeah, she doesn't have a chaos curse yeah. on her, so... No, Kai, Kai just looks around and doesn't see anything, and that's her turn, is... Shit, Natural shit, shit, one. what do I do? Yeah. yeah. What do I do? Yeah. And Banfor. Oh, you know what I should have done? You know what... what oh, my God. You were just a real fucking idiot. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Banfor um, calls his magic shield to his hand with, you know, a gesture. It seems to be responding to gestures Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So he calls his um, magic shield to his hand, slams it down, bowl over the uh, the pustle, and sits on it. Okay. Um, So you're not damaging it, you're just hiding it. He, like, bashes it onto the the pustle, obviously, like... Because oh, like the depth to... of the shield, I assume, is is less than the the height of the pustule thing. Okay. Yep. Um. Sure. Yep. You try and damage it by turtling it. Yeah. <laughs> but like you know, when, when like a bomb squad sets off a bomb intentionally. Yeah. Under a thing. Okay. Yeah. No, I dig it. I dig it. Um. Roll. You just roll plus your proficiency. That's it. Which prof- Oh, you're plus three. Cool. Hey, hey, hey. Okay. Let's go. Oh yeah, uh, that succeeds. You manage to um, sort of leap at Kai's feet and 
shove your shield down on top of this mushroom pustule thing and you hear it go and then Banfor uh, calls the shield back up with a with a flat hand spins it around and pings it off into the distance only to have it come back to catch it looking real cool and that's the end of the episode So Marley just agreed to murder the Empress in front of a crowd, and Banfor killed a mushroom. This show's weird, y'all. This show is weird. At least we got to do an extensive shout-out to New Zealand's shittest beer. What's up, Double Brown? Give us money. Hey, don't forget to hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at Fate of Ison, or email fateofison at gmail.com. Or head to the Necropoticon Network Discord server to chit-chat with us in real time. We're there all the time. Like, all the time. Seriously. All the time. There's a link on our website, fateofison.com, as well as cast profiles, fan art, merch, and links to our wiki. Okay, everybody. Thanks for listening. DM Brad. Out. Hey, this is Paul. This is Beth. I'm Emily. And we're from On The Shoulder. Uh, the show you just listened to is part of the Necropodicon Network. That's Necropodicon. Necropodicon! <laughs> if you're looking for some uh, D&D adventures in a modern world with devils, davers, and... Dicks. Well, yeah, there sure are. Um, and Detois. Find us on the Necropodicon Network. Uh, www.necropodicon.com. Now you later. <laughs> <laughs>